When I think about what is done, I've got to praise him. When I think about what is done, I've got to lift my hands. When I think of what is done, I've got to give him my praise. Hallelujah. Woo. Somebody put your hands together one more time and magnify the Lord with me. What a wonderful, wonderful presence of the Lord is in this place this morning. Amen. Why don't you shoot somebody an elbow bump on the way to your seat. Tell them how grateful you are to see them in the house of the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. Woo. I feel like the writer when he penned the words and said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated for just a couple of moments this morning. I want to take a few moments to, number one, give a great big welcome to all of our guests and our visitors that are here in the house with us today. Rock Church, would you help me make some really good noise this morning? Come on, we could do a little bit better than that. Let's make some noise and welcome all of our guests that are here in the house of the Lord with us today. We are absolutely excited and delighted that you are in the house of the Lord with us this morning. If you are a first-time guest here at the Rock Church today, when you walked in this morning, you should have received a, a, a small VIP card. And if you didn't receive one of those and you're a first-time guest, if you'll just shoot your hand in the air really quick, we'll make sure and get one of those to you. But we want to invite you immediately following the service to our VIP room that we've prepared just for you. When you leave the doors this morning after we dismiss, you're going to see a red carpet in the lobby. And if you'll head to that red carpet, there'll be somebody there to escort you. And once you get into the VIP room, we've prepared a small gift that we want to give you as a token of our appreciation for you being here. And uh, first, on behalf of First Lady and I, we would like to uh, get a chance to just greet you and meet you this morning and tell you that it, what a privilege it is to have you in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Would you help me one more time? Put your hands together. Welcome all of our streaming guests. Come on, they can't see you, but let them hear you this morning. We're so delighted to have you joining us this morning. I want to uh, say to all of the Rock Church family members who have uh, been able, un unable to be in service with us due to uh, maybe some particular uh, or potential vulnerabilities with their health and so they have been faithfully joining us online and I want to say to them this morning how much we miss you and that we love you and that we're praying for you we're pleading the blood for you we're running the aisles for you we're dancing for you we're shouting with the preacher for you until you can get right back home we want you to know we love you and we miss you this morning I also want to say a great big thank you to all of the saints of God who have absolutely remained faithful during this unique season to God in your time, your talent, 
your treasure. Would you help me just celebrate this incredible church this morning and the amazing people of God? As your pastor, I am so encouraged and I am so thankful. I also want to honor all of the directors of our ministries this morning who have just been so diligent in making sure to stay consistent in their vision and carrying the work of God forward in this unique season. Help me put your hands together and honor all of our, our leaders, our directors. Somebody said they're just people. You shouldn't elevate them. You shouldn't honor them. Well, I, I apologize and I appreciate your sentiment, but that is not biblical. The Bible says to give honor to whom honor is due and to give double honor to whom double honor is due. Amen? And so we honor all of our directors, our leaders in this house. Thank you for your diligence. I also want to uh, give a shout out and recognize Brother Wayne Sloss this morning, our administrator. Amen. Who has picked up uh, a lot of extra responsibilities in certain areas during this unique season. And he has worked tirelessly every day with such grace and such poise. And uh, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart how blessed this church is and how blessed I am as a pastor to have this great man and his family working for this church. Would you help me just honor them this morning? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I appreciate I appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, I feel such a sweet presence of the Lord in this house. If you're with us via live stream, I wish that you could just be in the building with us this morning. There is such a, an awesome and sweet presence of the Lord that's here today. And I know that God has divinely orchestrated this service and this day. Amen. Before we ever arrived. Amen. I want to also uh, give a great big welcome this morning to a brand new family who uh, has been coming just the past couple of weeks. And this is my first opportunity to say this. Uh, but they have recently relocated here from the Modesto, California area. And I had an opportunity to speak with their pastor who is a, a very long time friend of mine this past week. And, and uh, they come with his prayers and with his blessing and we are so grateful to have Brother Ubaldo and his family as a brand new part of the Rock Church. Would you help me give them a great big Rock Church welcome to the family this morning? Amen. So grateful to have them in the house of the Lord. And we have been absolutely blessed this past week and a half by the ministry of evangelist John Willis. Would you help me thank God for his ministry and his voice this morning? And I appreciate this man's ministry so very much. I appreciate his passion and commitment to the kingdom of God. He is a friend to this church and uh, his, his fingerprints are, have made an indelible mark on this congregation. Uh, as a matter of fact, this this pulpit that I'm preaching or standing behind this morning was made by him. 
And there's a Bible. You, many, many of you don't know this, but there is a Bible that was built right inside of the top of this platform, sealed and put into place with brackets. And uh, when we built this pulpit, we wanted there to be a symbol inside of this pulpit that the truth of God's word would always be declared from this place. And, uh, man, I don't know about you, but I have just been so hungry for the word of the Lord this week. And I've got such an anticipation for what God wants to do in this house. Would you stand with me one more time all over this sanctuary? And would you lift your hands all over this house as we prepare for the entrance of God's word into this place? Would you lift your hands and would you posture yourself in a posture of receiving the word of the Lord this morning? Lord, I need you. Your word says that we cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of your mouth. God, would you open up our hearts that, and open up our eyes that we may behold wondrous things from your word. God, let there be an impartation into our spirit this morning that you've given this man of God. Give us ears to hear, God, and let us not just be hearers of your word, but let us be doers today. We give you the praise and the glory and all of the honor today in the matchless name of Jesus. Would you put your hands together one more time? Come on, even all over the balcony. Help me put your hands together as Brother Willis comes to deliver the word of the Lord to us today. Come on, let's lift our hands. Let's lift our hands in the heavens right now. I want you to begin to pour your heart out before the Lord right now. That's it. Pour it out right now. Don't hold back anything right now. Pour your whole heart out before the Lord right now. God has come to visit this church in this hour right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, let's lift our hands high. Pour your hearts high. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Go ahead, clap your hands unto the Lord. Praise God, praise God. If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. We're going to read verses 1 through 5. And I'm going to just read verses 6 through 10. Praise God. And then we're going to read one verse that I want to read here out of first uh, Ephesians chapter number 6, verse number 10. We have the scripture. Man, the Holy Ghost is here. I feel a visitation from God that's come this morning. And uh, I cannot shake what I feel in the Holy Ghost. And uh, I believe the Lord wants to show the world where the miracles are at. God wants to show the world where the miracles are at. 
where the great power rests. Amen. I give honor to this great administrative team of this church, wonderful people of God, and mostly I give honor to your pastor and his wife and family. They are the greatest in Pentecost. I think you ought to give them a hand clap today. I love you. Praise God. If you don't mind, I'm just going to do away with some of the preliminaries today. I just want to get into the word of the Lord today. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I have determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Verse number six, howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. I wonder if we could put our Bibles down. Lift our hands in the heavens one more time. If you're new to what we do around here, we're not afraid to lift our hands as a sign of surrender unto the Lord because we love God with all our heart, soul, and mind. That we have decided to surrender our life unto God. That we refuse to be enslaved by the world. I pray in the heavenly name of Jesus Christ. We pray God move upon this particular service this morning. God, you are doing great things in this hour. And God, uh, I believe this church wants to be a part of the greatest church uh, in end-time revival. I pray in the name of Jesus, move upon everybody in this place right now. Uh, I think it would be appropriate to clap your hands as a sign unto God. I believe your word. I believe your word. I trust in the word of God. I know there's power in the word of God. Amen. High five somebody in the air and say it's still good to be in the house of the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. I remember as a 12-year-old, I remember playing in the yard football with my brothers. I remember as a very young kid that we would play football with my brother, my younger brother, who was at that time much smaller than I was. And we would play tackle football as young boys do. Uh, they gotten weakened over the years. They played tag football. We played tackle football in our day. 
And uh, so, and we'd find every time we tackled my brother, he would cry and whine and go run into mama because he hurt so bad. And we just thought he was just joking and teasing uh, that he could not handle manhood. And as a 12-year-old, we knew a lot about manhood. <laughs> and so we sat there and we would wrestle in times and he would give in easily. Well, little did we know uh, that my brother ended up going into the hospital as a 10-year-old boy, that in the hospital we find that when he went there that the doctors found in a 10-year-old boy a tumor in his lungs the size of a grapefruit, that this tumor that rested in his lungs there was life-threatening. In fact, when we all the, all the family got called in, my grandparents came up from Mississippi, my grandpa who was a preacher, and a pastor and my dad and mom we went to the hospital and my brother's words that came out of his mouth he said mom and dad we're about ready to have surgery the next day this tumor was alive it was um, uh, 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 it was not dead it was moving and growing uh, as we were sitting there in the hospital so he was going into surgery the next day and so we went home to our house and uh, all I remember, I still remember the environment that happened when we went to the house. Everybody went to a corner of the house and we began to pray because that's all we could do. The doctors had no other answer. The doctors didn't even know if he'd make it. My brother said out of a 10-year-old mouth, he said, well, I hope to see you in heaven when this is done. And so as a 12-year-old man or young man, I went to my corner and learned the power of prayer, what it would do. We went that next morning. We went to the hospital. The doctors opened up the lungs of my brother. They peeled that tumor off of his lung. It was dead when the doctors went in. I'm talking about the God that we serve, that if we learn how to submit to that kind of power, what would happen in our day and age. I submit to you today this title, uh, Hungry for Demonstration and Power, uh, that we are, need to be hungry for demonstration and power. Uh, I believe between us and the world, what's going to break the back of earthly, worldly wisdom will be the Power and demonstration of God's Spirit. I refuse to believe in what Governor Como said that God had nothing to do with this. I'm here today to tell you I serve a God that has everything to do with my living and my being here on earth. I did not grow up in a highly educated home. I did grow up in a home above average in income, uh, but we did not grow up in a highly educated home. Uh, 
Uh, my dad's uh, high school degree was stopped at about ninth grade. Uh, and my grandpa never knew how to read uh, until he got saved uh, in a Brush Harbor day. From there, how he learned to read, uh, he picked up his Bible and God began to teach him how to read. Uh, this is the world I grew up under. Uh, and I'm here today to tell you, uh, uh, you can grow up in an educated house uh, or a non-educated house. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, we've got to have a hunger uh, for the great uh, power and demonstration of God's spirit uh, here on earth. Uh, that is the greatest event uh, that man can have right now. I wish I had somebody believe me around here. Uh, it's time to denounce uh, what the worldly wisdom would tell us, uh, and it's time to believe in the power of what the spirit uh, is telling us. I remember as a pastor, I sat there, I get a phone call of someone close to me uh, who was dealing with suicide. Uh, they lived a thousand miles away. Uh, I could not reach them. I could not drive to their house. Uh, I remember believing that God uh, uh, would dispatch angels in my place. And I remember praying uh, over this particular person uh, who was fighting suicide because uh, I believe that each every one of us have angels uh, that surround us, uh, and God uses them to minister and to fight for our cause. Uh, and so I prayed uh, that God would dispatch an angel. Uh, that man is still alive today uh, because I believe in the power of what God can do uh, in this end time revival. I'm here, I'm telling you, I'm going to walk in the Holy Ghost right now. I remember as a pastor teaching a Bible study to about a family of 12 that were Trinitarian people. And as I begin to teach the oneness Bible study, revelation begin to fall upon their heads and upon their minds. And they begin to say stuff like, you're telling me Jesus is God? You're telling me Jesus is the Almighty One? They said, I see it, I know it, and I I believe it. And there was a woman in the midst of that Bible study. She said, Pastor John, that's what they called me, Pastor John, do you realize there is a nine-foot angel standing behind you while you're teaching this Bible study? I'm telling you, church, we have got to be awakened for our hour. This is not time for earthly wisdom. That's not the answer for our hour. We need an hour of demonstration and power. We need a move of the Spirit like we have ever seen. I'm just talking about my experiences right now. When I was called to preach, uh, I was a young 18-year-old boy. Uh, but I got, uh, I fell back a little bit, didn't understand what was going on in my life. Uh, I'm now married. Uh, I now, uh, hey, I am living a life uh, with my wife. Uh, and did I little think that God was ever going to use me again? Uh, and God began to nudge me in an altar. He said, you need to start preaching this gospel like you've ever preached. Uh, I said, no, sir, uh, I don't think I can do that, God. Uh, 
because I just came out of a backslidden state. I'm just being a little uh, uh, just up front with you. And so, uh, God, I be, uh, actually believe there's no way God could use me. And so, uh, God wouldn't let me alone. He Every time there was a service, I would go at an altar, and I could not stop but weeping. Um, man, and man's wisdom would try to tell me, uh, you can't be a preacher because of your life. Uh, and so, I sat there, and I re- made a request unto God. Uh, I felt like a little bit like Gideon. Uh, I said, if God, if you really want me to preach like I feel, uh, you're going to have to tell me. Uh, otherwise, I refuse to believe it. Uh, it was within a month. Uh, there were three separate preachers uh, that came by our church uh, and literally called me out of the pew. Sir, why are you not preaching the gospel like God has asked you to do three separate times. God showed me that I have to be a preacher of this gospel. Amen. Somewhere along the lines of living this life, we have fell into the trap that I have to understand everything that God has for us. I'm here today to tell you we've got to have a hunger again for the demonstration and power of Jesus Christ in this Sour! I know I stand here today. What I am saying today, it is a battle against the mindset of the world. I know what I'm saying right now, that the world does not believe what I'm telling you. What I am preaching to you today, your flesh will fight against what I'm telling you. The flesh will not want you to hear what I've got to tell you, but I'm here today to tell you, you want an answer to the world? This church has got to wake up and realize it has to be strictly a church of the power and the demonstration through the preaching of the Word of God that has to go forward in this hour. Hunger for the things of God. Hunger has got to be there. You look at the word uh, demonstration and it means to show a manifestation of God's power. It is an expression. It is a display. It is a show. It is a protest or a rally. It is a revelation. It is a manifestation right now. While I'm preaching, I believe some of you are going to get up out of your pew and you're going to go and express yourself in protest to worldly wisdom while I'm preaching. Why? I believe in power and demonstration. We've got to get off of our backsides uh, and get lazy, stop being lazy uh, in this relationship we have uh, between the pew and the pulpit. Uh, we've got to have demonstration between the pew and the pulpit. Uh, we've got to believe God uh, that there are those uh, standing in protest uh, to say, uh, ah, you can't have these miracles. You can't have these great signs. Uh, you can't have these great moves of God. Uh, I stand here to day to parade with you. We've got to learn how to protest what the world would tell you right now. The world will call you foolish in this hour. Oh, but if I've got to be foolish, let me be foolish. Oh, the enemy wants us to be satisfied with the normalcy. 
The common word now is that things will never be normal. What does that really mean? Does that mean we're going to channel our efforts another way? You know what needs to be not normal anymore? Normal church. I'm telling you. I wrestled all night, Sister Williams, with what God wants for this church this morning. And I wrestled, and my flesh is saying, You're the, you, you can't be the one that's going to preach this right now. Oh, but God had reminded me of these old stories I had. But I'm here today to tell you, our church, you want to impact your world, let them see you online, demonstrating, demonstrating, protesting, oh, and having a rally of the Spirit of God that's got to move in this hour right now. You can't sit there on your backside of your pew. You've got to rise up and say, this is the kind of power that we need this hour right now. Uh, I don't care right now while I'm preaching. Uh, you, I'm telling you, I hope somebody stands uh, and runs to this altar while I'm preaching. Why? Uh, I believe uh, and I'm hungry uh, for demonstration and power this hour. Oh, but it'd be easy to calm down. It'd be easy to be normal. I'm calling this church to normality. I'm calling, preaching to this church. Don't be a traditional apostolic church any longer. Oh, I'm calling this church to a place of the deep. I'm talking to a place where the spirit can only take you. I'm talking to the place where only miracles can happen. I'm telling you right now, those that come in from those that go to every other church around the street corner, they only only difference that you've got to believe in right now, what rests inside of you is truly demonstration and power. Paul said, I did not come to you with enticing words of man's wisdom. I didn't pull you in with philosophy. I didn't pull you in because I could eloquently talk to you, but I pulled you in believing in the power of the Spirit of God right now. Come on, Rock Church. Oh, it's time to be abnormal. It's time to walk in demonstration. It's time to make a show of the power of God. Oh, is there a hunger from the belly of the church right now? Is there a hunger from the heartbeat of the church right now? Those that are listening online, I hope you get off of your chair. I hope you begin to demonstrate in your house the empowerment of God that is still alive today. We have got to get hungry. I'm telling you right now, your flesh will fight what I'm preaching right now. Your flesh will not want you to demonstrate right now. And the flesh will not want you to dance while there's preaching. Oh, oh, the flesh will not want you to talk in tongues while you're preaching. The flesh would not want you. Why? Because the world, it's foolishness. To the world, you're crazy right church. How can you have such a move of God right now like this? I'm telling you why. Because that's what we were born into. We were born in demonstration. We were born in spirit. God help me. Oh, 
It's time to believe. Oh, come on, the Azusa Street. It was demonstration and power that people from all over the world would go to Azusa Street to experience. Oh, you need to hear me. To experience not teaching, but the empowerment of demonstration and power. We have got to get to that place. I've got to see demonstration and power. Come on, is there a hunger? Is there a hunger? Is there a hunger? Come on, oh God, help us right now. Come on, man knoweth not the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him. So the things God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that were freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but with the Holy Ghost teacheth, spiritual things with spiritual. I hate to tell you, friend, we are truly in a war against the world and the church. We are no longer, it is just a pandemic. This is a real spiritual battle. What are you going to do? Are you going to stand and demonstrate the power of your God? Or are you going to sit back and let it dictate to you? You are foolish right now. The world's saying, you're too foolish. You're too foolish. Oh, even somehow, God help me right now. Even some church world, some church believers believe you are foolish right now. I hate to tell you, but this should be the place that people can run to and they find healing. They find a touch of, they find the answer. I'm telling you right now, I made up my mind this morning, I'm going to walk in Holy Ghost hour. I'm going to make sure we awaken to the responsibility to us right now. We have got to walk in demonstration and power. Is there anybody hungry for a move of the spirit. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. It's time to walk in the Spirit. The world, those that are hungry for God, they'll see something different about you. Why? You made up in your mind. I've got to have demonstration and power. We can't go another service with that demonstration and power. We can't oh, help me right now.
The world to say you need to calm down right now. You need to take a back seat and get some understanding what's going on. No, I'm here today to tell you you are conflicting with the world. If you're of the Spirit of God, it will conflict with what the world tells you. But you've got to wake up in this hour and tell the world, I choose demonstration and power. I choose revelation. I choose the manifestation of God's Spirit that moves upon us right now. Is there any yeas out there? Are there any yeas out there that are saying, I've got to have it happen right now? I'm telling you, I'm talking while you're teaching worth the wheat, there could be an empowerment that falls among the youth group that they get laid out in the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about demonstration and power that when you teach it, there will be a move of the Spirit that begins to operate. Oh, you won't be able to put your fingers on it. All you know is I'm hungry for our youth group to catch on fire. I'm hungry for our children to catch on fire. I'm hungry for our elders to catch on fire. I sat in the beginning of service and I watched the, the choir. I watched the people take off. Start running. What were they doing? They were operating in demonstration. They were operating in what your human mind cannot understand. We have got to get to that place where we have broke the back of our generation and we stepped into another generation. Show me the power, God. Show me the demonstration and the power. Oh, I wish somebody help me right now. Oh, you got to understand, Paul, he came from the elite. He came from the highly educated. He came from trying to teach them the things of God. But this thing will never be caught by intellect. It'll only be caught because your spirit is hungry for the things of God. Do we have any spiritual beings here today? Oh, God. He come I remember camp meetings. We had to carry our kids to the dorm room. What happened, Brother John? You teach this coming week. But you've got to carry your kids to their house. Because they got a revelation of purity. They got a revelation of why I live for God. That you and your, your wife. Come on. We've got to have a hunger. We can no longer live. We can no longer live another day in this hour right now. This is the awakening of the church. You need to slap yourself and wake up spiritually. God is taking the church to a place of demonstration and power. 
Come on. You got a broken marriage? You ought to come up and protest in the Holy Ghost right now. You've never been baptized in Jesus' name. You ought to come up and repent before God right now and protest. I'm telling you right now. We've got to have this kind of move of God. Oh, oh, we've got to let the world know. It may seem foolish to you, but it is surely wisdom unto God. Oh, we have got to make up in our mind. We are hungry for such moves of God. We are so hungry for there to be demonstration in this hour. Come on, even in Africa, when they heard there was church going on, they weren't afraid to walk for a few days. Why? Oh, because they ain't got nothing. I tell you why. They believed in the power of God. They had to have demonstration of, are you willing to walk a few days in the Holy Ghost until you have that empowerment of God, that you have that move of God. The best thing we could do for online is let them experience the empowerment of God. Even Solomon said, I, the preacher, was king over Israel and Jerusalem. Uh, Solomon, the wisest of wise, he would say, I gave my heart to seek and search out my wisdom concerning all things that are done under heaven. This sore travail hath God given to the sons of man to be exercised through it. He said, I have seen all the works that are done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. That which is crooked cannot be made straight, and that which is wanting cannot be numbered. I commune with my own heart, saying, Lo, I am come to great estate and have gotten more wisdom than all that have been before me in Jerusalem. But yea, my heart had great experience of wisdom and knowledge. I gave my heart to know wisdom, to know madness and folly. I perceive this also is vexation of the spirit. For in much wisdom is much grief, and he that increaseth knowledge increaseth sorrow. Where's the hunger to be laid out? Where's the hunger? To have such a move of God. Music team, where's the hunger? You teams, where's the hunger? Elderly, where's the hunger? Oh, when's the last time, great team, you actually just laid on this altar? And just hungry for God to use you in such a demonstration that we couldn't even come, we couldn't even stand because the power of God was coming in. 
that the glory would come and fill this church. See, it's getting real now. We're all guilty of just normalizing and just living instead of experiencing anything. We have learned to live amongst the average. We have learned to live amongst normalcy. We have got to get a hunger for experience and power. Oh, God. I mean, what would happen if this thing just blew up today in Honduras? You didn't even want to leave the sanctuary today. Did you anticipate something that big? You expect backsliders to come through that you thought were gone and never could make it. This is the kind of stuff I'm talking about that our world needs. It is something that you cannot touch except to trust and get into the demonstration empowerment of God. We have learned to be wisdom seekers and finders. Learned Saturate our minds. He also stayed in the ship. He's the cause. It's not done by earthly manifestations of our feelings. It is done because you have cut the rope and cast it out. And the only thing you can trust is the hand of God. That takes you there in the Holy But flesh will fight against this. We fight against. Listen, my Bible took on the armor of God. Why? Because we fight against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. We fight against the warfare. We are in a real warfare right now. Your flesh will tell you this is not necessary. Your flesh will tell you, you're crazy, preacher. Your flesh will tell you, how dare you stay here in the Holy Ghost and seeking for a soul that's going to hell right now. We sat there and watched our churches diminish in a moment that demonstration of power to fall on young men and men leaders I'm talking about brother Matt I remember when God delivered you uh, of some stuff early years ago. Uh, and I remember you in an altar. You didn't have an answer because every doctor gave you an answer. But you were in that altar. And I remember you decided to get so lost in God. And God delivered you. But we got 
got a world going back on anti-depression pills. We got a world going back on alcohol. We got a world going back in this stuff. But I'm telling you, we need a demonstration and a hunger from the church of the living God. Or their answer is because somewhere you made up in your mind, I've got to find the power of God. I've got to have a demonstration of God's power. years since I wrestled with a man. I've got to wrestle with God. Because I know what I'm preaching is not from God. I'm preaching a message that a lot of people do not believe. But I decided, well, you call me to preach God, you put this in my spirit to preach to me. I'm going to have to trust the spirit more than I trust what my mind's telling me and what my body and my flesh is going to tell me. We've got to get to that place where you start learning to trust the spirit empowerment of God instead of your surroundings, instead of everything around you dictated you the outcome of what the future is right now. I refuse to believe in the world's outcome. There is one governor that's saying, I will tell you how to worship. I still believe God will shut the lion's mouth. I still believe if policemen showed up, they would see the angels of God and be too afraid to walk in the house. Oh, you need to hear me right now. I'm talking about what we're supposed to be in this hour. If we believe that God can bring earthquakes while we're locked in jail, why can't we believe in that kind of demonstration and power in our hour? If we call ourselves the church of the book of Acts, we need to start acting like the book of Acts. We need to start responding like the book of Acts. Woo! This is foolish. This is foolish. I don't care. I just believe in the empowerment of God's church. We've got to believe in the book of Acts church. Walk, shadows touch people, healing power. And he said, and at the gates, kneel and be humble. When the church, the persecution came to the church, the greatest outpouring outside of the book of Acts in the upper room was when Peter preached. And the Bible says that a spirit of boldness got a hold of the church. When that Holy Ghost boldness came out, it was not talking to new people. It was talking to those that were already Holy Ghost filled. The greatest event that could happen right now is that there be a holy boldness. Get a hold of the apostolic church right now. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> 
so you can go lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That you'll cast out devils wherever you go. That you begin to operate how God wants you to operate. That you preach this gospel wherever you go. I'm telling you right now, it's time to believe in the empowerment of the end time church. God's church ain't going out with a dim light. God's church is going out with a bright light. But it's going to take good people who are hungry for demonstration and power. Go ahead. I want that to flow right now. Holy Ghost right now. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Come on. Don't you know the church is not appointed under wrath? God is going to keep the church where it belongs. It's time to be the church. Paul established this. If you're going to be the church, you'll be the church not with worldly wisdom. You won't be the church with enticing words and philosophy that's full of vain deceit. But you'll be hungry. You'll be hungry for demonstration and power. I sat here, and I have heard both young men take up an offering. That when she had little, she got much. Don't you understand the revelation of what demonstration power is? You don't have to have anything. But belief in your God, that God is... and watch them. They keep talking about do you not believe in these miracles? Or do you believe in these miracles? Do you choose to believe in the miraculous? When I went to Israel, we had a lady, a tour guide that began to try to tell us historical theology that really what had happened when the Red Sea was parted, that really what had happened is because it was diverted and uh, geographically and architect and all this stuff had happened that created this trouble really did not spread. We made the mistake of saying that to 30 pastors. Do you not believe that God would separate you from the enemy right now? Do you not believe that you'll walk on dry land right now? That God will separate you between the enemy and where you are at right now? No, the world would try to convince you there ain't no way, but I'm here today to tell you there's no other way to live but to live under the empowerment of the Holy Ghost and the empowerment of faith that we've got to live by God's Word and God's Word alone. So the idea that you get thrown in jail God would open up doors. Angels would open up doors and you could walk out freely. But God sent you to jail so you can enter jail. I'm not prophesying we're going to jail. That's not what I'm prophesying. What I'm saying is I'm talking about the real empowerment of a worldwide revival will have to be through demonstration and power. 
through the preaching of the Word of God. the heartbeat of Fort Myers that God has called you to do and I know what God has called this church to do. I've preached here enough to know if you want to be deep if you want to be an influence do you want to be an influence then somewhere you've got to make up in your mind that I've got to have some demonstration of and God moved me. I don't know who this man is right here, but I'm telling the Holy Ghost right now. God, he called. Let God bring you into a place of divine visitation of God in your household right now. I'm telling you right now, we've got to believe what God wants to do in this end time church. God did not bring you this far for there not to be a demonstration and empowerment of God. Do we have any young men right now? You made up in your mind, I've got to have it, I've got to have it, I've got to have it. Is there any screens? Is there any protesters? That are... Is there a sound of protester? Is there a sound of demonstrators? Is there a sound right now? Is there not a parade of believers? We've got to have this kind of demonstration and power. Don't you feel the fight? Listen to me. You got people through their earthly wisdom protesting capitals and protesting government houses right now. And they're standing there for hours. Where's the church right now? Are we not standing here for hours believing and being a demonstrator of God's ability to do the greatest miracle we've ever seen in this hour? It's time for us to rise up and get hungry for that demonstration and power in this hour right now. Or are we full and need of nothing? Or if the church reaches place of lukewarmness, well, we got good church. Great things happen. We have great programs we didn't have 20 years ago, 50 years ago. Remember Brother Booker preached a message about the empowerment that hit this church. We were fighting every devil in hell. Father God began to flow so much. I remember preaching that day and he danced in the spirit. He danced in the spirit beyond the platform like he'd never she actually danced off the platform to that altar. It was just real quiet all of a sudden. Start believing supernatural ability for God to even the idea that God is here. Oh, there's stories of people that have come 
to churches in Africa when they'd come to shut them down. They'd drop machine guns, splattering their church walls, and not one bullet hit one person. I know I'm getting a little crazy right now, but this is real stuff. This is real experiences I'm having. Why not believe God so you can write checks to his church? Just a little thought. But Brother Willie, they're all going to think I'm nuts because I spent three hours praying this week in one session because I couldn't get away from not believing. Demonstration. I'm hungry. Really. I'm very serious. I'm hungry, really hungry. But we want to see it. Come on. You could be in the greatest revival in ever seen Florida has ever and I'm just to believe that they don't become hypocrites and what Paul told us to do if we educated ourselves so much in the apostolic movement we have become wise in our own ability. My argument with God was, God, I'm not smart enough to figure this out. God says, I'm not looking for smartness. I'm just looking for somebody that's not afraid to be Such a fool. Really. We don't care about anything else. God, how about you? This is the greatest event in history, Jerusalem prison, that outweighs the greatest event. Are we not the salt of the earth? What about us? Wouldn't be no place. get in your power.
Preach like this on a Sunday morning, Brother Willis. Sorry, you have to talk to God about that. The protesters and those who are pulling themselves right down in church. That's what we're wanting. so-called pandemic, this highly contagious time to express yourself right now. Come on, Sabri. Remember those times you laid out deep in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Come on, girl. Come on, girl. Where's your demonstration, sweetheart? <laughs> oh, Come on, men. You gotta learn how to holler in the altars at times. You gotta learn to holler and wail before the Lord. Come on, you want a future in this? It's gonna take the empowerment. It's gonna take some demonstration and power of the Lord right now. If you believe in the preaching of the word, it's time for us to respond. Oh, he Come on, young people. I don't hear the voice of you got your calling. You, ha, ha, ha. My belief is why we don't hear a lot of young people talking about their calling. Because they hear, ha, ha, ha. Oh, they haven't stepped into an altar where they operated in demonstration and power until they heard a word from the Lord. Oh,
Oh, God, I plead, awaken this generation of demonstration and power right now. Does this generation in needs to awaken this hour right now? Come on, that's it, that's it. Get hungry, get hungry, get hungry, get hungry, get hungry. Hungry, hungry. Get hungry, get hungry. <laughs> Come on, Rock Church. While we are having church, those that are watching us, those that are online, get hungry. Get hungry of those across the world. Get hungry. We need demonstration and power in this hour. <laughs> The deep you want to go to is where demonstration and power exist. The deep you want to see, it only exists in demonstration and power. Oh, it's time to take a stand. We want to go. We want to go there. We want to participate in that right now. Oh, stop worrying how foolish you are right now. Oh, it's time to get wisdom of God right now. It's time to get knowledge of God right now. would humble themselves and pray. Then will I hear from heaven. <laughs> oh, God, let's get hungry, 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 hungry. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, Yeah, my, I'm so... 
<laughs> Come on. God has put us in a position. Our only answer is going to come from God. Our only answer is going to come from God right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, how many are willing to stay in this level? Do you see backsliders come through the doors? Oh, that you see the lost and undone come through the doors? He got a mashaparamahataya. Oh, ye da 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 da